Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, January 8th, 2024. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Addie Lee Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. Tim Ma Buggin Gettys. Bless, I would ask you how your weekend was, mm-hmm. but I don't even need to. I know the answer. I know it was amazing. It was life-altering. For two different reasons. Mm-hmm. One, coming off the absolute high of Kind of Funny Day 2024, y'all showed up. It was amazing. We had a great time. Might go down in history as my favorite Kind of Funny Day we have done yet. Celebrating nine years of Kind of Funny. The team that we have right now firing on all cylinders an entire day, over 12 hours. I think it was like 14 hours of us just hanging out, having fun, making content, just having a great time. Yeah, I, I loved it. I think it was organized fantastically, right? Like, I love the streams where it is, hey, we have different segments and we're putting on a show, right? It isn't just hanging out, even though I love the hanging out streams, right? But it isn't just hanging out. It is like people on deck, we have a run of show, we have ideas of what we're going to do, we're going to make some polished products here. And I think we delivered. I think we did such a, a great job. And it was a fun time. And it seems like people out there really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was It was so much fun. And it just felt like such such a win, a win that I personally needed. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it really felt like a moment for me, like emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt so good to be able to go home and just like get into bed and just be like, we did it. We, we did it. That was awesome. And then the next day on Saturday, bless me, you, Roger Percorni, Lianza and Gia, mm-hmm. we got rewarded for all of our hard work by going to the Sonic Symphony World Tour. It and it fantastic. legit changed our lives. It was incredible. Like I've, I told you that night, and maybe it was coming, me coming off of the high, and I'm still, I'm still coming off of the high. It's probably the best music show I've ever been to, and I've been to Kendrick Lamar concerts, and like that Sonic Symphony was something else. Like it was one of those things where, you know, Sonic, we make fun of Sonic, we have fun with Sonic, right? Like I think both me and you are Sonic fans, with the understanding of how ridiculous of a thing that is to be, especially as. I mean, about to enter my 30s, right? You already being in your 30s. Mm -hmm. And like us being two grown men that have nostalgia for a thing that just persists, right? And we understand the ridiculousness of it. We understand like, but I think we also understand that like so much of it is just rooted in the idea of like, hey, we love this thing so much as a kid and it's fandom, right? Like we bought into it and I bought into it, right? Like I'm still playing Sonics to this day. I played the Sonic Origins collection when it came out. I played Sonic Frontiers. It was a three out of five game that I loved like a five out of five game. And being there in that, in the audience of the Sonic Symphony, it all, I think, I think it all like, reminded me of why right like it was the fact that there are moments like the cool thing about the symphony is that obviously they have the symphony they have the orchestra but then they also have like a big video that's playing uh, and there's like sonic gameplay and sonic cutscenes playing as the music is playing but at a certain point during the symphony they bring out um a a vocalist they bring out a drummer they they bring out guitarists and it turns into oh now we're playing metal now we're playing like the fun like escape from the cities the live and learns the songs that you know from sonic and it was in that moment where i was like oh this is special like sonic sure varying in quality when you look at all the different products but regardless of the quality regardless of like the critic scores regardless of all that it is special, yeah. and that is why we love it. Yeah, you're so right, and I'm right there with you. I've been to probably 100 concerts overall, and I've probably been to like 50-plus video game concerts. Yeah. And I'm with you that this, it's up there. Like, it, it it's was, debatably it, number it was incredible. one. And I think a big part of it is they, everyone that was on stage, everyone at the sold-out place, like, it was wild how many people were there. They were there to have a good time. And mm-hmm. what I love is I've seen so many, uh, whether it's like, Disney in concert or other symphony things where it's like there's something playing on the screen. Even recently, I've seen the Spider-Verse um, that stuff. With that stuff, my God, that was amazing. Those are top as well. But um, I've seen a lot of times where, where video game music's being played by an orchestra and there's like edited videos um, on the, the projector in front of us. It's always just, oh, it's Mario music, so here's some Mario stuff. Yeah. This was like perfectly expertly edited to every single moment, eliciting responses from the audience of like, 
going it was funny yeah in ways that Dude, I, I mean expect. the the one that hit me that, that hit for me was the chemical plant zone where yes there's a moment in chemical plant zone that everybody knows where the water is rising and there are these rotating blocks that you had to platform up through and the story for i'm pretty sure every single person that's played through chemical plant zone is either drowning or getting caught in the corners and dying because you get smushed um and that part of that level is so stressful and there's a part in the chemical plant zone music where they where you, it does like a dun 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 and like as soon as they hit that in the um in the music they would like focus like they'll zoom in on that portion of the level to like really elevate like oh we all felt stressed in this moment and it's the fact that you can have moments like that where it's like we all share this dude and, and it was like so it was Sonic and Tails are about to drown. It zooms in on them, and then they get out, and the music just kind of releases and hits. Yeah, and the it's crowd so good. went wild. Yeah, people were cheering that like they made it without drowning, and it was like, man, this is this is special. There's something special. And um, throughout the whole thing, the energy just kept building the entire time mm -hmm. until the end when the the show was over and they still hadn't played Escape from the City. Mm -hmm. And we all knew, we all oh, knew yeah. that they were gonna come back and do an encore, that's how concerts work. The energy was unlike any, <laughs> anything I've ever seen in my life. There were girls behind us that yep. were screaming, City Escape, City Escape! And like, for like two minutes straight, yeah. like they wouldn't stop screaming to the point where I'm like, okay, like it's okay, like, we're gonna, gonna get play. it. They're gonna <laughs> play, but I want, I want to share this all with you. We're gonna listen to about 30 second clip Oh, of City Escape, so y'all can hear and see how wild this was. Yes. Like, you are going crazy in the audience here. Come on, dude. Listen to this. Like, come on, dude. Ah, you can stop it now. Like a whole auditorium of people. <laughs> I was transported to like a pop punk show. You dude, know? like that straight was up. wild. Yeah. But it was for <laughs> Sonic Barrett. Like the, the everyone knew every word to every song. It yeah. was it was fantastic. My favorite man. was um, when like there's a song that starts playing where I'm like, I don't recognize the song, and I hear and like you turn and you're like, this is Shadow the Hedgehog, and I was like. Oh, this has to be Shadow the Hedgehog. And then both me and you like kind of turn to like find like where's Roger at in yeah, the audience? Yeah. And like I see him and Roger's like fucking like going crazy. <laughs> like it was Sonic with or Shadow with the guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh it was, my god. Oh my god, it was so good. And and I will say, if it's coming to a town near you near you, you should absolutely go if you've ever liked Sonic at all. If you like video games, I still think it's worth going. The thing that blew me away, mm -hmm. Gia had a great time. She was oh, like, yeah. that was that was awesome. She was like, I, you can feel how much it matters to people. And she was like, it was just kind of, she said special. It was special. But anyway, special. Enough of that. I'm still riding that high, though. Yeah. You know what else is special? Video game news. Let's talk about today's stories, which include an Xbox exclusive game is rumored for the Nintendo Switch. Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is seemingly coming this year and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe if you love what we do support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all our shows ad free watch record them live and get a daily exclusive show and then for a chance to be a part of the show submit your thoughts and opinions as youtube super chats as we go housekeeping for you speaking of that is right we're making some changes to the show uh there's not going to be a 30 minute post show, uh, super chat post show. Now your super chats are reader mail. So write in with your super chats uh, to get your questions read on the show. Or at least I should say the, for the possibility to get your questions read on the show. Um, you're wrong. It's still active. I didn't mention you're wrong in the rigmarole. It's still a thing that is happening. Uh, we're just going to talk about it at the end of the show instead of the rigmarole. The idea there. I should pause there and say, uh, it, we had like a meeting about KHD and like we then we do this uh, before like the next year for all of our shows, right? Of like. What are the things that we can improve? What are the things that we that need to improve about our shows? We look at feedback. We look at our own feedback and go, all right, what do we need to do? One of the things I think we all agreed on is that the rigmarole needs to get quicker. Yeah. The rigmarole is very long. And so, yeah, because of that, um, if you just heard, right, the rigmarole is real quick uh, in a way that I really like. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're still going to do your wrong. We're just going to talk about it at the end of the show. And you always know that you can write into kindoffunny.com slash your wrong to do all that stuff. Um, there's also going to be a change to out today and new dates. But. We'll tell you about that later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there's a fun little surprise there. But yeah, there's going to be a, a couple changes made throughout a, a bunch of our different shows. Mainly this one. I think this is, has the most changes. But uh, they're all stuff based on feedback we've gotten from from you and from talking to each other, just trying to, to make the show as good as it can possibly be. Uh, and yeah, 
just give us the grace of this week or so the next two weeks to figure out all the changes that we're, we've made because like there's going to be a lot of unforeseen issues when it comes to the, the YouTube membership side of things but we're pushing through so far so good so far everything's working but we're definitely just gonna have to uh as things go on be like oh that causes this cool we'll have to figure that out so mm -hmm. please be patient with us, but uh, I'm feeling good, and I, I think it's going to be great. But yeah, just to be clear now, you can super chat throughout the show to be part of the different stories, and it's not a guarantee you will, but we're going to try to pull people in uh, during the show, and then it, when we have time at the end of the episode, that's when it'll be more like the post shows used to be. There you go. Uh, and then more housekeeping for you. Our marathon stream from Friday is up currently as a VOD over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories here. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one Xbox exclusive Hi Fi Rush is rumored for the Nintendo Switch. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Xbox hit Hi Fi Rush is heavily rumored to be set for rival console Nintendo Switch in 2024, sparking a vociferous debate. Whoa! <laughs> a vociferous debate about Microsoft's exclusive strategy. Insider Nate the Hate who has a good track record when it comes to video game announcements, teased that a critically acclaimed Xbox exclusive is set to launch on a competing console platform. Reset-era user Lolly Lulelo, who also has a good track record for video game announcements, then appeared to confirm Tango Gameworks' Hi-Fi Rush is coming to Switch. Windows Central then reported that Microsoft, quote, has been exploring bringing some of its back catalog to other platforms, although some of the details remain vague and unconfirmed. IGN has asked Microsoft for comment. The reports have sparked a debate online about Microsoft's Xbox exclusive strategy, with some fans bemoaning the idea of an Xbox exclusive launching on a rival console such as the Nintendo Switch or PlayStation 5. Others have expressed excitement that a game such as Hi-Fi Rush could get a second wind and millions more players, potentially helping to build the case for a sequel. The rumors come just two months after Xbox CFO Tim Stewart said Microsoft wants to bring first-party games to every screen that can play games, including rival consoles. Quote, it's a bit of a change of strategy, Stewart said at the Wells Fargo TMT Summit in November. Quote, not announcing anything broadly here, but our mission is to bring our first party experiences and our subscription services to every screen that can play games. That means smart TVs. That means mobile devices. That means what we would have thought of as competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo. End quote. Tim, how could they? How could they? How fucking dare they? How could they get an amazing game in the hands of more players? This is really cool. I think so too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Hi-Fi Rush is one of my favorite games of last year, right? Mm -hmm. It's one that I adore. It's one that like, you know, I it, it's it's one that obviously came out of nowhere because it literally came out of nowhere, right? Of like, hey, it's out. I, I forget if it was an out today thing or an out tomorrow thing, but it was out pretty much quickly after it was revealed at the developer underscore direct from last year. Mm -hmm. And I like, it's one, it's one of those ones where I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. When I, when I look at, an exclusive library and i'm like and for me one of my desires from like publishers especially like console publishers is like i want to see vibrancy within the library right i want to see different kinds of games i want to see different types of experiences i want to see a lot of creativity and hi-fi rush was the culmination of everything i had been asking for oh, yeah. give me an action rhythm game that has a really cool art style really fun characters really from fun tango gameworks game from tango gameworks the people that did evil within and the people that you associate with you know, survival horror, um, them doing this, having like a, a left field kind of like, hey, we're doing something different and to see them find success with it, that is dope. And that's the thing, all of that, and it was amazing. Like yeah. that, I think that's the, the the real kicker to it is like, this game is fantastic. We, so many people here at Kind of Funny had a blast with this game. The three of us specifically really, really, really yeah. vibed with this and Andy as well. And um, it, for everything you just said, such a major success. And it also, this makes so much sense on Nintendo. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is a, a perfect example of, I don't think all exclusives are equal. I think that's a, a fairly obvious thing to say. Um, and I know that so much of this is rooted in con console war, absolute bullshit nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at this, like there is a, a game here that had so many circumstances around it add up to this perfect storm to create something that really has never been seen before in video games like not quite like this mm -hmm. um and i still feel like it's in its infancy of there's potential for this to turn into a franchise for for chai and the crew to turn into characters that people love and yeah. care about and years from now are are 
hoping a sequel's announced or hoping there's a spinoff or like, you know, like that people are talking about Hi-Fi Rush and its world the way that we talk about so like Banjo, you yeah. know what I mean? And things like that. And maybe we can finally move on from Blinks the Time Cat being the... <laughs> the, the, I don't disrespect the Blinks the Time Sweeper. <laughs> Shut the fuck That's up. My guy. The time <laughs> I mean, a little bit. My, my next door neighbor, Freddie, had Blinks the Time Sweeper. Oh, and I was always, yeah, shout out to Freddie. Uh, and I was wondering, I was like, this game looks different, man. Like, I don't know what it is about this game. It's different, though. Yeah, <laughs> it is definitely different. Uh, but yeah, I this is the, the type of news that I, I'm not surprised if this is the case. I am a little surprised given what seems to be Xbox's strategy. Like, Again, I know there's a lot of words going against what I'm saying. We've heard things every yeah. which way. And we're going to continue to as they try to figure out what things look like, what a landscape looks like for Xbox games. I, this is a, one a of the places where I think Xbox is very future looking. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but like future forward, I guess, is like the idea of, hey, yeah, like we have this game that we want to do well, that we want to sell copies or we want to at least get into people's hands. Right. Selling copies might not is not even the sole goal when you talk about Xbox Game Pass. Mm -hmm. But when you look at your own platform and you have something like Xbox Game Pass, that is all about subscriptions, all about like player base, all about getting people to continually subscribe. And you have this game like Hi-Fi Rush that I think does have a level of like, all right, it's an exclusive, which means it's going to have a cap on how many people get into it. Yeah, let's find other platforms to put this on. We're I mean, we're coming off of the uh, insomniac leaks and like one of the things coming out of that being that oh man playstation spends a lot of money on these games and these games don't always make enough money back even necessarily justify them right like and this is going to be um, like this is something you got to apply per company of like what is their strategy because of course part of PlayStation's strategy is we're going to sell playstations we're mm -hmm. going to sell boxes right and so even if spider-man doesn't sell you know, enough to get back the $300 million or whatever it was to, to, to make that game. Hopefully we're at least selling enough PlayStations to justify it and make it worth it. On the Xbox side, right? Like, I think for them, they have to go, all right, we're going to sell this many subscriptions, hopefully with Hi-Fi Rush. Or we're going to retain this many people with Hi-Fi Rush with Xbox Game Pass. But, you know, we're about a year, yeah, we're like almost exactly a year after Hi-Fi Rush came out. What is, is, like, is the job still being done in the same way in terms of what that is meant for, right? Like, if... Hi-Fi Rush came out last January, and part of the promise there for Xbox was getting more people to the Xbox Game Pass or retaining the Xbox mm -hmm. Game Pass user um, user base. Now that we're past that, what now becomes Hi-Fi Rush's mission? Yep. And that mission could be, hey, go to Nintendo, maybe PlayStation, if we're able to get on PlayStation, and make us more money, right? Get more sales, build up the player base, so that way, when Hi-Fi Rush 2 comes out, we don't, it's not just, I mean, this is me just putting out numbers, right? It's not just, let's say, 3 million, 4 million that, of people that played the first one. Now it could be maybe 7 million, maybe 8 million people that played Hi-Fi Rush that are looking forward to a Hi-Fi Rush 2. I think that's what you want to build by putting these games on other platforms. Yep, absolutely. Xbox is clearly still in an experimental phase, and that's had wins and losses over the last couple decades at this point. But I do feel like things are starting to crystallize, and a lot of the wins are starting to pop up, and Hi-Fi Rush clearly is one of those. But I also think that their their ability to be nimble and look at things on almost a case-by-case -case basis is going to work out for them in the long run, uh, specifically in cases like this, where, yeah, this is the second wind potential for a Hi-Fi Rush. Like, they put out that, the DLC pack, like the more uh, boss rushy type mode thing um, a while back to mm -hmm. be able to have another marketing beat, even like a lighter one, but just to remind people, hey, Hi-Fi Rush is awesome. This is another great way. And I feel like, again, looking at Hi-Fi Rush and what the game is and the the characters and vibe and sound of it, it feels very Nintendo, you know? And I feel like mm -hmm. that it makes sense to put onto the Switch. I, yeah, I, I think I the Nintendo audience would really love Hi-Fi Rush. Exactly. And I, I've seen a lot of uh, um, uh, talk about PS5 as well, but then there potentially being some weird back-end issues on this. So mm. I actually wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day, Hi-Fi Rush comes to both. Yeah, that'd um, be dope. Which, again, it, it just goes back to what we're talking about in service of the needs <laughs> of that game at that time, which I know goes against the traditional thinking of console exclusives, yeah. which I do think Xbox is going to continue to triple down on, on the bigger side. I'm standing by this. Blade's going to be exclusive. Like, and oh, I yeah. think the Blade and Hyper Rush, very different thing. I mean, I think this enhances those. Moments. I like the idea of like the fluidity of it though. Like yeah. the idea that I think Blade is going to launch exclusive, right? I think it's going to launch on PC and Xbox, but who knows? Like a year after, two years after Blade comes out, why not? Like, there's, there's like potential there, it's the yeah. same thing that, I mean, PlayStation has been doing it with PC, right? Of like, hey, and obviously like it's a different thing, but you know, hey, let's put out Horizon Forbidden West on um, PS, PS5. And then a couple years later, like right now, slated for 2024, we have Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition slated for PC. And we're able to do that because uh, we're going to get that first wave of people that are going to buy the console, that are going to buy the game, that are going to buy the DLC and play it. And now a couple years after, 
let's get another wave of people in right and like you know obviously that's not it, them putting it on xbox but who knows man like i wouldn't be surprised if 10 years from now playstation is like yeah let's put games on xbox because it just makes sense i think the things are changing yep. the industry is changing things are always changing right but i think especially now looking at these looking at the numbers looking at um how much money it costs to make a video game it is tough to make that same amount of money back on an exclusive, unless you're Nintendo, because <laughs> Nintendo exclusives sell like crazy. Yeah. But even then, right? Like, yeah. we don't I mean, have so all those PlayStation, numbers. PlayStation, though. Like, that's the thing. is like, the PlayStation games, they do sell. They cost yeah. a lot, but they do sell. Like, it's not as doom and gloom as it could sound. It, it's going to be. For sure. <laughs> but, like, I, we're I, not there. Yeah, I think the difference is, like, you're not making money hand over, hand over fist. I, I would assume, right, it's PlayStation with, like, the exclusives with how much you're spending on them versus Nintendo where, again, I don't know if Nintendo's making money hand over fist, but they're selling 50 million copies of a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is a remaster of a previous consoles game. I, ex I would assume that they're making a lot of money off of that. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, one, where this goes between Switch, PS5, et cetera, but then also how this goes in terms of, like, the reception of it because, yeah, I think, I think Hi-Fi Rush could have a lot of success on a Switch. I think... And this is now me uh, taking a train into Speculation Station. Could you imagine Hi-Fi Rush as a Switch 2? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Could you imagine Hi-Fi Rush as a Switch 2 launch title? Like being like advertised as part of that launch lineup? Hi-Fi Rush, this one? Yeah. The first one? The first one, yeah. Oh, shit. Like say like yeah. this actually comes th through in the fall and the Switch I, 2 comes through in the fall. I think if we, I, I imagine it'll be earlier than that. I don't think so too, but like, I mean, we're the switch to the corner. I mean, you're right. Pat out the launch lineup with like that. That would be a perfect like, oh, yeah. Hey, here's a great game. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got Mario Odyssey 2. We got Metroid Prime 4. And here's Hi-Fi Rush 2. They're not going to do Mario Odyssey and Metroid Prime on the same day. It would be silly. Yeah. It would be, be really be cool, silly. though. It would be cool. It would be really cool. Be silly. Moving on. Something else that would be really cool. Story number two. Metal Gear Solid Delta and Silent Hill 2 will release this year. According to Ooh. PlayStation, this is Jordan Midler at VGC. A post on the PlayStation blog has claimed that Metal Gear Solid Delta, Snake Eater, and the Silent Hill 2 remake are set to release this year. In a blog post detailing the biggest games that are set to be released in 2024, both Metal Gear Solid Delta, Snake Eater, and Silent Hill are listed with a disclaimer at the bottom of the blog reading, all featured titles scheduled for release in 2024 at the time of publication. Uh, while neither title has a firm release date, this is the strongest suggestion so far that both remakes could be released in 2024. Right now, if you're a video watcher, Barrett has up the uh, video that PlayStation up uploaded at the top of the year. That was basically like a breakdown of all the 2024 games that are coming out. Uh, and it's games that we all know are coming out in 2024. And then Metal Gear Solid Delta and Silent Hill 2 are part of the, the fray. Yeah, interesting. This to me is doesn't mean shit. Like this type of announcement, this type of trailer where it's just like, mm -hmm. hey, could happen. But also until we actually get more specific trailers for those games with dates attached or a, a Twitter post or something. Uh, I feel like it's just making an assumption at yeah. this point that like, that could happen. But also not surprised. I think both of them totally could make sense. We know they've both been in development for a long time. Like how long were we talking about Metal Gear Solid 3? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's been, it was a, a long time. And what we were talking about was like, pretty like substantiated rumors that it was being worked on yeah you know and there was questions of who's working on it and then we got those answered yeah. and then it was like okay but like wh what exactly is it, is it when's it gonna be in? and then it was like boom here it's announced at the playstation showcase so um shout out to foam stars by the way but uh yeah i i am excited about that i mm -hmm. feel like you know we're now in 2024 that's wild it's january 8th like we are we're making our way through this year already. We have a lot of answers to what games are coming this year, but there's still a lot of question marks, right? Like when we're thinking about what the big titles are uh, throughout the year, a Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm a bit more confident than you in terms of like what the, what this trailer is communicating. I think like the fact that in the blog, they do go out of their way to mention that like, you know, all feature titles are scheduled for release in 2024 at the time of publication. And like going through that video, like all those games are for the most part games that we know are 2024. And then you sneak in Metal Gear Solid in there. Yeah. Like it is a weird way to announce that window, but like, Hey, if you got that, if like, if I, I feel like you don't just accidentally put that in there, I feel yeah. like that's not something that just happens to make its way in there. I think there has to be some level of confidence in that, Oh, yeah, we're going to put, we plan to put this out in 2024. I, and yes, I agree with that for sure. I just don't believe it. Like, I don't believe it's going to happen. Like, do you think it's going to get delayed? That, that's my thing is like, I just feel like this, this type of official announcement, which it is an official announcement. Like yeah. this, you don't get much more official than this. 
it still just feels like, yeah, our plan is 2024. That to me doesn't still doesn't feel like it's 2024. Okay. You know, and that's that. just based on game development. <laughs> just like what we've seen the last couple of years. Having said that, I I would bet that it does. I think that both happen this year. That Silent Hill 2 and Melody and Solid Melody Delta. Solid happen this year. Yeah. I think if both happen this year, I forget, this might be a you're wrong. Are those exclusive? Are, are Melody Solid Delta and Silent Hill 2, are those PlayStation exclusive? or No, because uh, the... Um, Metal Gear Solid Delta was shown off as a, at an Xbox partner thing. Um, so one of the trailers that I, I showed. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, let me full screen this. Yeah, like this is from Xbox. So. Oh, their partner preview. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I remember yeah. that because that's when we were like, okay, cool. Silent Hill, I have no <laughs> Environment. idea. Uh, the chat saying Silent Hill 2 is for uh, a year. Big Boss Terra saying for one year, but other people are just saying it is. Um, Gotcha. Metal Gear Solid, though, has, well, it was revealed at that state of play. But I guess when them doing the Xbox partner preview thing, I don't know if they have, like, a um, like a partner, like, deal or whatever. But mm. either way, I do think that, you know, we, late last year, we were talking a lot about 2024 and how 2024 feels like it has a lot of question marks. And now that we're here, now that we're post-Game Awards, now that we're post this 2024 trailer for PlayStation going up, I almost feel like it's starting to crystallize in a way where I'm like, this might just be 2024. Like this might just be it. Like what mm, we have. Mm. Cause I know we talk about the PlayStation exclusive side of things. Right. And that is, we got final fantasy seven rebirth. Last of us two. last of us part two remastered, um, <laughs> Concord. <laughs> uh, and then like, Hellblade. well, Hellblade. Hellblade's Xbox. No, sorry, not Hellblade. Um, Helldivers. Oh yeah. Helldivers. Um, and then like, I DS they're just training too. Doesn't really have a release, release date. So I'm, now, but, at this point, I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, know? maybe not. Yeah. But, um, but maybe. <laughs> but, like, if we get Silent Hill 2, let's say, this fall, and we also get Melody Solid. I know Melody Solid isn't a, an exclusive, but it is a AAA game. Um, that could just be the year. Yeah. I that mean, could just be it. I, I think that Not the most more. exciting year, but I mean, well, then you, look, you look at Xbox, right? And Hellblade. Yeah. So it's like, there, there, I think things, the balance is just going to be different, which is potentially very exciting. Like, I, I think that there's uh, opportunities for some major wins on the Xbox side, like Hellblade being one of them. There's so many games they announced uh, at last year's um, Xbox Game Showcase around Summer Game Fest that yeah. we just simply don't have information on. So maybe there are more surprises than we expect coming from like, oh, this, that game's actually being released 2024. Uh, like that cool one with them in the bayou. Um, I forget the name of it, but like there was the dude with the guitar. Oh, oh the that was kind one? of yeah. It was animated uh, yeah. in a way that reminded me of um, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A cool looking game. Um, yeah. so, so I think the Xbox side could potentially surprise us, and then I mean the Xbox side is like pretty. Isn't it? I have to go back and check Blessing Super Fun game release calendar. It's currently being worked. I on think this is going to be a big year for third party games, and then uh, South of Nintendo. Midnight, by the way. Mm. Yes. Oh, South of Midnight. Yeah. Because think about this. Like, we're like, yes, Final Fantasy VII is a, an exclusive, but that's a game from Square. Um, to kick off the year, right? Like, we're going to get Yakuza in a few weeks and then Persona 3 a couple weeks later. Um, I don't know. Because it's also look at, like, we don't know really much after, like, March, April. -ish. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, we're, yeah. we got to pop it off first couple months of, like, we, we have the answers and they're pretty damn exciting. But then it's like after that, it's, it gets a little bit more like, hmm, what's going to happen? And hey, that's what Summer Game Fest is for. Yeah. But also, big end, baby. Oh, Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, it's going to be a very exciting year for that's Nintendo. That's the biggest Hopefully, thing. I, ha I, ha I'll, I had a nightmare last night. Oh, God. What was it? <laughs> the Switch didn't come out until 2025. And I woke up and I started thinking about it. And I was like, well... You know, we, there's a story later on that, like, um, the Apple Vision Pro is, is coming out in February. I was starting to think back to last year, and, like, the PSVR 2 came out in February. I understand VR, very different thing from core consoles. But, like, I could see a Switch coming out in February. Like, a new mm. Nintendo console coming, like, them holding it until next February, or March. Because the, what, Switch 1 um, released in March. The thing with Nintendo, especially now, is like, I don't think there's any pattern we can look at. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Like, I feel like we can make an argument any which way of the best time for a Switch 2 to come out, and mm -hmm. it would make sense. But what I think is interesting about Nintendo right now is I'm excited for their lineup regardless of the Switch 2. I also expect oh. the Switch 2 is coming. But yeah. like, we have a great first half of 2024 Princess uh, Peach. from Nintendo Super Princess, or not Super Princess Peach. Peach Prince, Showtime. Peach Showtime. Um, all of the, the remakes that they're, they're putting out. Yeah. Like, they've been knocking out of the park. Super Mario RPG was fantastic. And to be getting um, Mario versus Donkey Kong, uh, Thousand Your Door coming soon. Yeah. Like, that stuff's going to be awesome. Pat it out with the, the other horsemen 
the Luigi's, the Luigi's Mansion, Mansion 3DS yeah. uh, and all that. But like, I think that there's going to be some fun surprises there. And then you add on the inevitable Switch 2 announcement. When's the, at the very least, the announcement will be this year. Yeah, I would. Th- yeah, I would think like the announcement is either going to be what either summer or fall, depending on when it's coming. Right? If it is coming in 2025, then you would think fall. God forbid, though. You know, I woke up yeah. in cold sweats. So yeah, that's <laughs> I was so like, funny. I woke up last night. I was like, oh god, no, it's please, no. I, I feel it. It's oh this man, year. I don't know, man. That GTA Six trailer ended with 2025, and I didn't expect that. And so true. Nintendo, please, true. Please, and Wolverine, please save me, Nintendo. You know, like I feel like there wasn't any like. For sure, it's going to happen this year. But I, I know, personally, I was way more like, oh, I think Wolverine's 2024. Yeah. So maybe we are just in this, like, post... Game, I mean, games just take a long time to make. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, I think that's a tough thing. Uh, and also, a couple of shout-outs I did make when I was talking about PlayStation exclusives coming this year. Rise of the Ronin. That's in March. Now I got my super fun game release calendar, yeah. unreleased, pulled up. Uh, Rise of the Ronin is uh, slated for March 22nd, which is going to be really cool for an exclusive. And then Stellar Blade. Which I talked about all. Where last is year. it? Where is Stellar Blade? It was in that trailer. <laughs> it was in the 2024 trailer. It was. And so maybe we'll see it in 2025. I digress. Moving on. Before I tell you about story number three, let me tell you about the kind of funny YouTube. No, kind of funny membership mm-hmm. that you can get either on Patreon.com or YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games for just five. No, ten dollars. <laughs> it's my first time. I was supposed to host it. It was supposed to be Greg. I would have practiced for just ten dollars. You can get the kind of funny membership that'll get you shows ad free. It'll get you live recordings of shows, and it'll get you daily exclusive content. But guess what? If you're right here listening to an ad that's about to happen, that means you don't have the kind of funny membership. Uh, so here's some ads. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. You can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace, and it can give you the tools you need to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com slash KindOfFunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KindOfFunny. BetterHelp.com slash KindOfFunny. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And we're, we're back, back, everybody. Real quick, I just want to want to explain this to people that are, are new on the, the membership side of YouTube. Uh, there's no way to do our live shows ad-free for everybody because they're live. So that's yeah. just not how time works. So the it's ad-free for the VOD that you can be or uh, the audio version that you can get later. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. So if you're live, we're sorry. Yeah. Best we can do. The the live and ad-free are more for the the shows that we pre-record and then post later, like the kind of funny podcast later this afternoon. In review. Uh, in review, Gamescast, PS I love you, Xcast. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, while we were going there, we got a super chat about the Metal Gear question here from Street Shadow. In addition to the Delta announcement, did you see the MGS1 remake rumors heating up? Where'd this come from? Did you see over, this? Over the weekend, there's just been there's been some chatter from similar... Uh, it wasn't Ate the Hate, I, I don't think, but it was a, a similar type of insider mm-hmm. uh, dropping some info about, um, in addition to three, the Metal Gear Solid 1 rumors that we've been talking about forever yeah. seem to be pretty real. 
Um, I got an article here from Liam Croft from Push Square. Uh, the article's titled, Metal Gear Solid Remake Hopes Kept Alive by New Report. Konami looks to be resurrecting its Metal Gear Solid series via ports of all the old mainline games that uh, form the, ma the Master Collection, uh, with Volume 1 already out now. But a new report has reignited hopes that the Japanese publisher still plans to give the original PS1 classic a full makeover. Uh, this is from, uh, oh man, I never know how to pronounce this, but... Aria Yugones, uh, uh, this is via Eurogamer, uh, suggests that while Konami is prioritizing the upcoming remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, the company is still working on a remake of the first installment. The suggestion comes after talking to multiple sources, with the site having supposedly leaked God of War Ragnarok DLC Valhalla prior to its announcement at the Game Awards, according to Eurogamer. It's reported that the remake has been in development for several years, but the developer ha at the helm is unknown. Uh, though reports over the years have suggested the old Metal Gear Solid titles uh, would be more than just ported to current-gen consoles, all we have so far is the first three in either the original form or the remasters released on PS3. Uh, there's also uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Delta Snake Eater, which is a full remake from Virtuous. All right. Yeah. What would you want from a Metal Gear Solid remake? I just want one. Like, <laughs> like real talk, I want one so bad, man. Like, do you I, still want like? Because I know there was the whole Metal Gear Solid uh, Twin Stakes that came out on GameCube yeah. that like, kind of changed the perspective. I'm, I love it. Everybody, yeah. it was my first, so I'm a little biased. Everyone's all mad because he gets a little more flippy. Mm -hmm. What can I say? <laughs> I'm a fan of flippy guys. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and Yoshi was in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's tough because like I kind of want both like i would love a twin snakes remaster or like a twin snakes re-release i think that'd be dope but i also do want if you're gonna remake metal gear solid the original i still want that same perspective alex j sandoval uh on, in, on youtube says something very important metal gear solid triple snakes i Whoa. love that i love that that means well, the, the three snakes the, there the are three snakes thing that you're bringing up here like, yeah uh did you play twin snakes or like have you i never it? played twin snakes so they don't actually change the perspective they just allow you to go into the first person that you you can oh, in mgs2 okay. so it's the same people are just upset because it made it a little bit more a like, lot more over the top yeah it feels more like Saw 2 and 3 i imagine uh, that yeah and like maybe even more like he's like flipping over like missiles and shit like it's very fast and furious okay. in a way that like people don't vibe with but um, I'm a simple man. Yeah, he's a simple, simple Tim. Yeah, but simple, uh, Tim. <laughs> yeah, simple Tim, baby. Uh, but MGS One is I, I love it, and I I struggle to go back to it. Like I've never played through the the PlayStation version. I've tried so Which many times, me. and I tried recently with uh -huh. the uh, over the break um with the the Master Collection or whatever it's called, mm -hmm. and I played for like an hour, and I'm like, God, I love this, but I just I just can't. Man, that yeah. shocks me. I know. Um, but also I get it. Like it is a, it's the thing that Greg Miller says, which half the time I agree with half the time I disagree mm -hmm. with, right? Like old game is old. Miller solid one is one of those ones where like in my, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, it hasn't aged. It's like one of those things where it's just timeless, you know? Like, but also I also get that. Like actually Barrett, for you, you played Miller solid one for the first time in the last couple of years. How would you say that game felt in 2020? Not great. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Really bad. But also it's weird too, because that was when we streamed it. The only way for me to play it was on uh, GOG. Mm -hmm. And, like, GOG's mapping of controls and stuff was also just, like, really bad and weird and shit. Um, and so I had to, like, remap it and try to find a control scheme that works for me. And I had to do it every single time I booted up the game because it wouldn't save the remax controls. It was a shit show. And from what I understand as well, like, the the mapping of, like, the, the ports that came out for Collection Volume 1 last year also weren't great. Mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I would i would love a modernized control scheme or not even like fully modernized just like something closer to like three i think three okay. is where they started to kind of figure out like how to make that game feel good in that case remake it yeah which know? again not to go too long on this fundamentally breaks the game like the more the easier you make the controls then all of a sudden the game doesn't exist and that that was the problem with twin snakes is like that that's where the perspective broke it it's yeah. like being able to go into first person made some of the boss fights not boss fights like and that's the I think that's gonna be the tough thing with uh, this remake, right? If they go if they go all in, if they go full remake, I think, yeah, if they are going to change the controls, they are gonna if they are gonna modernize it in a way, then you're almost then you kind of are just changing the game, right? And you're, I'm fine with dude, Resident Evil Two remake, baby. And I think the tough thing about that, and you know, it being Konami, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, you have a battle ahead of you because if you're going to mo <clears throat> modernize it, I think you have to redesign certain things. If you're gonna redesign certain things. There's only so much you can do to it before the audience is like, but Kojima didn't do this. Yeah. You know, like people associate Kojima so strongly with the creative choices of Metal Gear. And is that right? Is that not right? I'm not one to tell you. Right. But like, 
I do think that that is going to be a battle that you have to kind of go up against. Yeah. And I think we're going to get the first instance of that with Metal Gear Solid uh, 3, Delta, Snake Eater. I think that's going to be the real tell, uh, the real sign of, are people ready for this? Like, are people in a place where they can play a Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, play a Metal Gear Solid game that is essentially like redefining a thing without Kojima? Yeah. We'll see. I think the answer is yes. For the majority of people, I think that there's a, like, we all understand the Kojima stuff. Yeah. My friend Vincent doesn't. He just knows he loves Metal Gear Solid and he's going to be excited to play Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's the majority of people, but that's not going to stop us having many conversations about yeah. it. Moving on. Story number three. Apple's $3,500 Vision Pro headset launches in the U.S. in February. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Apple has announced a U.S. launch date for its mixed reality headset, the Vision Pro. Pre-orders will begin on January 19th, ahead of its launch on February 2nd. Apple Vision Pro will be available online and at all U.S. Apple Store locations, starting at $3,500, $3,499, I should say, uh, with 256 gigabytes of storage. I freaking love this, man. CES is happening right now, which mm. is the convention for tech. It's the E3 of tech that happens every year, where they, they show up, show off a lot of concept stuff, prototypes of what the future is going to look like, and... I'd say it's maybe like a 30-70 split where 30% of the things they show off eventually come to be. 70%, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. They tried, but it didn't actually happen or make it into to stores. Um, and a lot of stuff's popping off this year. A lot of uh, major in, uh, mini LED tech increases and advancements in OLED in, in general. Um, and I love that Apple, who's not there, like... Everyone was like, somehow Apple's going to try to steal the shine from CES. Yeah. They're going to do something. And then, of course, they just announced this. Oh, yeah, this thing that we've been talking about for a year, it's coming out in, like, three weeks. Yeah. So deal with it. Um, and I've talked about this on the show before, but, like, this, I think that it's pretty clear. $3,500 for a very, very, very niche piece of tech um, that is so far not proven to be a mainstream success, um, speaking of VR, is a tough sell for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But so was the Apple Watch when it dropped at um, you know, whatever, thirteen hundred dollars yeah, for the, yeah. the nicest model of that one, and now, you know, and a lot of this just has to do with your location and where you are. But in San Francisco, you can't walk down the street without seeing an Apple Watch. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a ubiquitous thing. Correct? Yeah, I mean, for the most, I mean, if you're an Apple person, yeah, yeah. Okay, but or, here's, but here's well, the thing. Here's my counter argument uh, with this, Tim. When I walk up to someone wearing an Apple Watch, I don't look at them and go, I need you to take off the Apple Watch before we have a conversation. Yeah. This, them trying to showcase them just going to have a normal conversation while this lady still has the fucking headset on? No. What are yeah. we doing here? What yeah, are yeah, we yeah, doing yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, that's not the comparison that's, I'm making, that's though. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm I talking know, about I is uh, adopting the tech. And uh, to your point, though, Galaxy mm. watches, though. Smart watches yeah, in general. Yeah, smart watches are, like, yeah, such a But, like, thing. they went from not a thing to being a thing because yeah. the Apple Watch made it mainstream accessible. They weren't the first to do it. Oh, Galaxy course, yeah. watches it, it existed before, but Apple's the one that told the world, here's why you need this thing, and then it ended up, like, people bought that shit, and now it's, it's normal. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I do think that the Apple Vision Pro is the best chance of success for Apple to craft a narrative of why VR is important to the mainstream, mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be through the use of um, home videos, uh, allowing people to use their, their iPhones to mm -hmm. shoot in 3D, which I can do on this phone right now, and relive moments in 3D, if they can sell that, that is going to be the thing that when this, when iteration two or three of this comes and you can get it for $600, mm -hmm. I'm just throwing numbers out there. You guys get the point that I'm yeah, making. Yeah, like people in chat are saying like, oh, $3,500 is not mainstream. And it's like, they're not trying to make it mainstream for $3,500. Nope. They're trying to prove the concept for $3,500. Yep. And the Apple Watch, people, it's now as ubiquitous as it is because it's $300. Yeah, I, I, I'm not counting this thing out. I, and I, I, to your point, right, I think... I think the um, use case for it is going to be more so replacing computers, right? Like, hey, if we if you can get workplaces to go with your mixed reality headsets over like a desktop or over a laptop or whatever, like I think that starts to become where you can maybe see this thing come through and make waves. I don't know if that's going to happen, right? I think the thing is it has to have some kind of utility that makes it worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what utility mixed VR or mixed reality has that makes it worthwhile over just using a computer or over just using my phone or over just using something like I'm, watching tv i mean i think you're nailing it though it is that instead of needing two monitors it it's that just is you, your monitor yeah, it's, just the goggles. It's, it's everything that you need and like they're gonna have to prove that it works and it's mm -hmm. gonna have to just work and that's when and apple I'm, products just work it's great when they don't there's a problem and just the last thing i want to say is i do think it's going to be the use case of the home movie stuff and then also the 
utility of pr productivity and workspace uh, implication or implementations. Um, but I saw as part of the press release of this that Apple is promoting. There's like 150 or so 3D movies that they've went back and like made sure are all easily available to be played on this. Mm -hmm. Like they're doing this as right as they possibly can. So far, it seems to set this up to be the early adopter. Hey, we're shooting our shot. I'm still not convinced it's going to work. Yeah, but I'm I on the. Excited. I mean, on the. I'm on the 30-70 number you put out of like yeah. 30 percent. 30 percent chance this catches on. 70 percent chance it's like okay, nobody wants this. Like it ends up going nowhere and totally. they move on to the next thing. Yeah, I think I might be a little higher than you, maybe like a 40-60. But okay. I, I also I don't think that this is going to be an Apple Watch type success. Um, but but who knows, man? Everything's changing. But I do think I think that people are counting this out a little too early. Story number four. Finding game Hunter Hunter Nen Impact has been announced. This is Rianon Bevan at The Gamer. Hunter Hunter Nen Impact has just been revealed. A new fighting game based on the Hunter Hunter manga series. Nen Impact was unveiled with a short teaser trailer showing some of the characters preparing to duke it out. Uh, we didn't get a look at any gameplay and there's no hint as to when it'll launch. However, fans fear that the trailer is suggesting it'll be an arena fighter. So uh, as opposed to a more traditional entry in the fighting game genre right now, it's being described as a full scale or full fledged fighting game, at least when translating the game's description into English uh, via Google Translate, which doesn't necessarily confirm that it'll be an arena fighter. I've been seeing this uh, make the rounds a bit over the break. And I'm on one hand kind of excited about it because I like Hunter x Hunter and I like fighting games. Uh, I don't really, I, I see a lot of people freaking out that this might be an arena fighter. I don't get arena fighter vibes from it. And maybe, and maybe the vibes people are getting is just that the character models don't look that great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the character models look kind of like a little bit, a, a bit low quality. But I don't think that necessarily means it's an arena fighter. Like I get three. But less, they're literally in an arena. That is true. That is true. Well, in season two of Hunter Hunter Barrett. So many, um, so many X's, so many crosses. Um, but yeah, I mean the fact that it's three, like you have three people on each side, obviously points to the fact that it's like a three v three fighter, which could mean arena, could be uh, 2D. The thing that I point to as well is the developer who's making this game, uh, Aiding. They worked on oh, what did they work on? They worked on Tatsunoko versus Capcom in the oh, past. We just talked about this, yeah. And then they also worked on one other game that is like a 2D fighter. Um, but also they've worked on like Naruto games in the past too. So it's really hard to nail down, but oh, DNF duel. They worked on DNF duel, duel mm. as well. So like, I think there's a bit of hope there. And I think they all, oh, they also did some work on, uh, Marvel's Capcom three. So there's some hope there. I think that it could be a 2d fighter. I hope it's a 2d fighter. Cause a hunter hunter 2d fighter would be sick. Um, but yeah, like it, it also could be an arena fighter, right? Like that would be the, the unfortunate scenario. I'd still play it <laughs> if yeah. it's an arena fighter. Cause I don't give a fuck, but yeah, we'll see. Like, I think this is exciting nonetheless. I think it's pretty cool to make a Hunter Hunter game. Tim, mm -hmm. I'm tired of all that big news that we just covered. If I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You go to our last story, the We News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. Uh, story number five, that's right, we got We News for you. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the show that we're making some changes to out today, new dates, and deals of the day for you. We decided that, like, a lot of that stuff could just be condensed into one thing, right? Like AKHD, we spent uh, the bulk of the show talking about the big news stories, right? And a lot of our discussion revolves around that stuff. Uh, by the time we get to the end of the show, it almost feels like we are cramming things in when it gets to new dates and out today. And so the We News channel, <laughs> as we've, as we've um, titled it, is going to be for all... W-E-E, don't sue us, anybody. W-E-E, no relation. Um, this is sort of our catch-all for the smaller news stories, right? The headlines that we usually don't get to on the show, but then also the important out today is the important new dates that people want to know about. So getting into it from Noble, uh, McDonald's in Europe gets a Sonic collab for their Happy Meal until February 6th. And it looks really cool. If you're watching the video version, you can see the trailer for where you see Sonic um, spin dashing around a Happy Meal's box and then turning it into his face. It's pretty cool. So what's wild about this plus earlier, uh, we were talking about the Sonic Symphony and like how much Sonic has been to, the, to me and you over the years. Yeah. And it's wild because like we're coming up on the 35th anniversary in like two years, which mm -hmm. is wild to think about. The 30th anniversary, um, we was uh, Sonic Mania and all of that. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's wild where I have a my bomber jacket that I wear was the 25th anniversary um, and as I just keep going back I'm like I've been somewhat a part of Sonic and the anniversaries going back all the way Sonic's 10th anniversary 
uh, was when Sonic Adventure 2 came out. And I had a Sonic's 10th anniversary poster in my room. Oh my God. And I'm just like, damn, man, they've been celebrating this this little hedgehog little blue guy. for a long time. It's just cool. And it, this goes back to the original. I remember me, like Kevin's mom, taking me and Kevin to like multiple McDonald's to try to collect all of the Sonic the Hedgehog original Happy Meal toys. Oh my God. That's <laughs> and one awesome. of them was like, it was tails and it was like on a little spring thing and you hit it and then you would fly up and like, it was the best Hell toy yeah, ever. Dude. I love that. Uh, moving on, Dead by Daylight is teasing an Alan Wake crossover. We're going to get more info on that tomorrow, January 9th. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV's Pictomancer job was unveiled at FanFest. VG VGC says, according to Square Enix, uh, Pictomancer is a magical ranged DPS job that works in the medium of mixed ether, uh, wielding a specialized brush to render their Im imaginings reality. And then also the beta for the long-awaited Xbox version of Final Fantasy XIV will begin next month. Cult of the Lamb, Sins of the Flesh update launches Ew. January 16th. I think that's the sex update that they've been teasing Hot. for the last few, few months. And then finally, Horizon Forbidden West PC port is getting DLSS 3 support. Uh, right now, Barrett has a video up and it looks hot. This game is gorgeous, man. It is an incredible looking game. We don't talk about like that's one of the things that I, I think got, you know, swept over earlier last year when Horizon Burning Shores came out is the fact that Burning Shores looks even better than Forbidden West. And the character models are the best character models I've ever seen in my life. And we just expect it. We're just like, oh, yeah, the game looks good. Yeah, that's cool. It no, is incredible. this is magic. And that's it for the Wii News Channel. Uh, Tim, now it's time for the Super Chats. Of course, you can write in uh, with YouTube Super Chats, right? That's where you give us the $5 for the YouTube mm -hmm, Super Chats, mm -hmm. and we read your Super Chats and talk about your questions, comments, and more. So we don't have any Super Chats. Oh, cool. We don't have any Super Chats right, right cool. now. Yeah, so uh, again, this is going to be a new thing we're doing as we're going through the show. Get your Super Chats in. We'll bring them up uh, when they relate to the actual stories uh, if we can and if the timing works out. Otherwise, we'll get to them at this last kind of 10 minutes of the show. Hang out with you. And this will very much be just like the, the post show uh, has been yeah. the last couple months because even that was always an experiment. Like we, we started that um, as, as trying to like find a way to bridge games daily in the streams a little bit more. And um, it was a lot of fun, but then it also, it, it kind of just turned into just us hanging out, yeah. which is great, but it was like, we can hang out better. Yeah, <laughs> like, we can hang thing, out yeah. in, in other places. And we're, we're you guys are going to see, like there's been a lot of questions about like what's going on with the streams and all that. It's just going to be better. Like, mm -hmm. In every single way, I think the streams are going to be better. They're going to be more varied. They're going to be uh, in a way better lab now. Like uh, the the setup that the boys did is so damn cool. But me, you, and Greg are going to be able to play a lot more games on the streams. Yeah. Um, breaking up so it's not always just Andy, uh, Nick, and Mike, the Jabroni boys. But you're also going to get more than your fill of them. So do not worry at all. But get your super chats in, and we'll we'll hang out and talk. Get your about super them chats in. We're going to move 10 on. Minutes. Currently, to you're wrong. And I do have something I want to talk to you about, actually. Good. Uh, Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Kebab says the runtime of Kind of Funny Day 2023 is 11 hours and 55 minutes in zero seconds. No. No. That, so that's an unfortunate uh, YouTube processing thing. If we stream more than 12 hours, oh. uh, YouTube just cuts off at 11 hours and 55 minutes. Um and so I know for the the YouTube VOD, it did cut off uh, the kind of funny happy hour. But don't fret, we have recorded every everything we did that day in separate chunks. So uh, that is not gone forever for the the happy hour. Appreciate that, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Delaney Twining says, uh, "Congrats on the first games daily of the year. Also, KF Day was amazing, and the new game show sounds and looks awesome." Um, thank you so much. I agree. Kind of Funny Game Showdown is our new show launching this Friday uh, with episode one live for everybody to watch right after Games Daily on Twitch and YouTube hosted by Blessing. It is a full group effort of pretty much everybody at Kind of Funny doing something for the show. Uh, and it's going to be a ton of fun. If y'all if y'all have seen Kind of Feudy before, this is essentially taking that and just making it a lot cooler and a lot bigger. There's going to be more games, Kind of Feudy being one of them. We did a preview episode during the, the stream, so you can go check out the stream and um, like look at the timestamps uh, that are, the, I think, the top comments right now. To find this, it was a super fun time. Uh, Kebabs writes in a year wrong. It says the official title for MGS Delta doesn't have a three in it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, uh, which if you arrange the boxes alphabetically, places it after MGS 5 and MGS Acid. I don't know what you mean by that last part, but I just say, like, I know it's Metal Gear Solid uh, Delta Snake Eater. Sometimes I'll put the three in there 
to like let people know like because yeah. sometimes, sometimes people don't know what the fuck i'm talking about mm-hmm. um but yeah Metal Gear Solid delta snake eater um cj splits on uh writes in with a super chat saying hi-fi rush with dual sense rule oh my god i haven't even thought about that oh yeah that is think about feeling the rhythm in your controller too. that is powerful I, I want that so bad, man. I'm obsessed with the dual senses haptics, man. They are so damn good, and everyone else needs to step the fuck up. I'm just saying it. Damn. Nintendo's HD Rumble, figure damn. it out. I mean, that's what well, that, that's the thing playing with uh, that XX box thing, like from like the Microsoft court hearings, right? Mm-hmm. Like the you have the spherical, sorry, the cil- cylindrical uh, Xbox, and then yeah, they talked about doing like a um, like. Having an Xbox controller that took a lot more like um, inspiration from the Dual Sense, and so like having haptics and all that stuff. So we're we're barreling towards that future. I, and I'm very happy about it. And to be clear, uh, HD Rumble is fantastic. Nintendo does a great job with it. Their controllers just aren't great. <laughs> like so, mm. that's the problem. It's like the tech is there, but like the Pro, pro Controller, it's fine. But yeah, yeah. Dual Sense, man. Mm. I, I mean, I like the Joy Cons, except for the drift. The whole drift situation is unfortunate. Right. <laughs> but like, I like the Joy Cons. Aside from that, I, like I think the Joy Cons are neat. Uh, and then one more for you wrong. Shelby says the Twitch VOD has. Uh, um, Friday at 13 hours and 24 minutes and 42 seconds, if we're still curious. Um, Galaxy Lore says, no question. Just love you guys. Thank you so much, Galaxy. I appreciate that. Um, Dear Sixlet says, great to be back, guys. The vocalist at the concert was Casey Lee Williams. She does the music for Ruby, which is a banger. I also had a chat earlier. Um, Yeah, I can find that. Uh, I don't know if it popped up in the the, um, page that we have on our end, uh, Timmy. But Deer Six wrote in in the middle of the show and says, if Metal Gear Solid 3 and uh, Silent Hill are there, and it's true despite not having a window, then Kingdom Hearts 4 is probably going to be 2025, which is pretty reasonable. Any mm. other titles you think uh, of that could be deconfirmed for this year as well? That is interesting. Mm. Definitely. Well, I, I, I'm missing like the correlation between, oh, because Kingdom Hearts wasn't in like the, the 2024 hype video. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that's more so, I, I don't know, Kingdom Hearts was it, like... So I think that's more so just um, Konami and PlayStation's relationship, right? Like, I think maybe Konami gave the okay for PlayStation to be like, yeah, 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 you can announce these for 2024 if you want. I don't think Square Enix with Kingdom Hearts would have that same thing with PlayStation. I'd be very surprised if Kingdom Hearts 4 came up in a PlayStation 2024 video out of nowhere. Like, that'd be wild. That would set the internet on fire. Whereas, like, I think there could be, that's why I think there's more credence to the idea of Metal Gear Solid Delta and Silent Hill 2 coming out this year. Um, Street Shadow says, want to share an idea for a fun game stream, EA Sports Big Game Tournament, SSX Tricky Race, NBA Street Volume 2, Def Jam Vendetta. Nobody wants that. Like, no, I mean, nobody wants that against me specifically. <laughs> Let me be clear. I would fucking wipe the floor with this entire office. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be embarrassing. That's so I, funny. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be confident in that, Bless. I wouldn't be confident. I would, let me repeat myself if you didn't hear me clearly, Barrett. Wipe the floor. Like, this, this floor right here, the studio floor would be clean. Give me the gym. This floor would be clean again <laughs> based on what I'm doing to this floor with your body, Barrett. Wow. wow. I'm not saying myself. I'm not saying that. myself, but I could see it coming down to you and Mike and you choking. Mike doesn't want it. I, 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 yeah, Mike would be I the first know, to go. Man, Mike, yeah. it'd be this thing where I look at, I'm like, who's the, who's the biggest guy in the room? And I fucking punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing to Mike to the, in the EA Sports stuff. I'm putting myself in the bracket against him first. And I'm taking him out. And whatever EA Sports big game you want to bust out, you know? I love the confidence here. That's great. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love those games. I definitely would not have any faith in myself, especially these days. I haven't played well in yeah. so long there was a time that me and my friend Curran, we were like into nba street volume 2 and like into getting good at it and we would go at each other and then there was a point where he just like he broke through a skill wall and i'm like yeah. all right you're better than me there's no coming back listen me and my oh man i remember back in the day um me and my friend joe joe Hisaki, he's the homie um uh, we would play nfl street one and he would wipe the floor with me. But that also is the thing that forced me to get better at that game. And let me tell you, those NFL Street games, yeah. we don't talk about them enough. Those are some fun video bangers. games. Absolutely. Those are some bangers, dude. Um, and it, was there an NHL EA Sports big game? Because I think those that's like the one I didn't play. It was that and then like whatever the very first EA Sports big game was. Yeah, I don't know. That, that is interesting. NHL. Street hockey? I don't think so. Uh, William Gordon says, are both of you looking forward to Echo tomorrow? I, I am. I, I'm a little stressed out just time wise. Yeah, all five episodes. What the fuck? Tomorrow at 6 p.m. Hulu and Disney Plus. They're trying something a little different here because it's rated R. Freak style is what I was thinking of. Oh, freak style, dude. Yeah, oh, I, I never, that. I never played Motocross. freak style. So maybe I'll get the hands in that. But then it doesn't look like there's a NHL um, game. There's this game though. It's called Sled Storm. 
I'm also kind of excited for for Echo. I actually hit up my, I hit up my so I recently canceled my Disney Plus uh, because they raised the prices dramatically, and I was like, ooh, I, I'm I'm not paying this for like one Marvel show a year that I'm probably gonna watch. Uh -huh. um, but then I saw a clip floating around for Echo, like one action clip. And I texted my sister and I was like, yo, okay, <laughs> let me, get that, let me, let me get that Disney Plus password because I'm somebody who loves the Daredevil Netflix show. Um, and like I saw recently that they canonized it. I don't know if that's for real or not. Let's wait and watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if that's the case, like I'm all the way in because I miss Daredevil. I, yeah. I loved that show. Uh, we're going to cut off the super chats uh, for today. Cap Charisma says, Hey, Tim and Bless, have you guys played the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC yet? The shit's banging. You can catch all starters from the nine games and 25 legendaries uh, plus Meloetta. Uh, I am still making my way through the, uh, the Indigo disc. Having a really, really great time, but I realized I was like, "There's no rush for this for me." <laughs> like, mm. there's so many other games to play right now. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my way through. But yeah, it's great. Uh, the, what they allow you to do in there of the starters and legendaries is so hype. It's so great, and yeah, I'm, I've been real into it. Really loved the first part of the DLC as well. The um, um, Indigo Disc Heal Mask. Uh, it was nifty for what it was. You know, I had a, a good couple hours with it. And uh, that yeah, for the epilogue. Uh, well, that already came out. Oh, did the, ep the epilogue's out. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. pretty sure. Or like... I thought it was coming out like this month. Maybe, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I think it might already be out, but if not, it's in the next couple of days. But yeah. I, I'm not prepared to get there anyways. But I am excited to eventually get to it. Um, and then the last one we got here is... Um, are people saying it's out soon? It's still it's still a couple of days off. If you is what people are saying. Ninja tonight says, "Is there any nonprofit charities that you all are kind of funny love? Love you guys and keep up the good streams and videos." Ooh, Able Gamers, shout out to Able Gamers. Yeah. Um, I used to do I used to like do a few charity streams for like Black Girls Code, mm -hmm. um, back in the day, and I always I always loved that just for the um, the idea of it and the mission of it. Um, and we always do stuff for um, Extra Life as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the video game space stops, like whether it's like getting like kids access to games or getting more people being able to play games or getting more people into the games industry. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have any specific besides the ones you're talking about there to shout out. Do you got any, Barrett? Uh, my head's empty right now, so I, I, I have nothing off the dome. I was no. gonna say Venmo.com slash Barrett Courtney. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. I was going to talk to you about me getting nominated for best journalism. Oh, but maybe well, I can a, talk about that that's tomorrow. A bigger conversation. Yeah, I'll maybe talk, just drop that. I'll talk about that with Greg tomorrow. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every day, we run you through the nerdy news and you to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad free. Watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, game daily. <laughs>